0: You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. i got a great one for you today. One of my favorites, Matt Barrows. 49ers beat writer for The Athletic. We're going to talk about everything going on. A ton of great stuff he's putting out there at The Athletic covering the 49ers and specifically that quarterback position. This story is not going away. So let's chat with the best, the guy in the know, Matt Barrows. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code On you will get 20% off your next order. Find me on Twitter at BDPeacock. I'll dip back into the mailbag on tomorrow's program. You can also email LockedOn49ers at Gmail. If you want me to talk about your email, though, you got to keep it short. And you can find my other podcast here on the network, Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, daily talking about the entire league with co-host, former college and NFL scout, Matt Williamson. But today it's all about my guest, a different Matt, Matt Barrows. Welcome back to the program. We just talked a little bit off the air about weaning myself off of caffeine and uh, alcohol for the month of February, trying to get into shape. I'm starting to log my food intake and my calories and uh, trying to get out and be more active since I've been locked indoors for it feels like an eternity over the course of the last year. Things haven't gone well for me physically as far as uh, uh, my physical appearance and physical performance. Matt, I hope you are doing better than I am in that health regard.
1: Brian, you and I share the same vices. Uh, <laughs> we both love coffee. We both love wine. And we both love uh, NFL football. Um, trade, rumors. It, yeah, <laughs> trade rumors. Yeah, trade rumors. In a pandemic, two of those vices don't aren't great. Because uh, I'm, I'm with you. I've been uh, kind of been driven batty um, over the past year. And my health isn't that great either. I mean, I don't have any health issues. But being indoors... You know, when the pandemic began, I thought, oh, what a great opportunity to get in super good shape. You know, I don't have to fight traffic every day, (laughs) this, that, and the other. And it just didn't, it didn't happen that way. Great Uh, thought.
0: Great thought. It did not quite happen that way for me. It was a wonderful
1: thought. It didn't happen. But like you, I am determined like 2021, this is going to be my year. This is going to be the year that Barrows gets in great shape. I'm going to have lots of energy. I'm going to sleep great. This, that, and the other. Um, so, like you, I'm, um, I, I'm optimistic, although, uh, boy, 2020 just didn't work, work out oh, the way gosh. I thought it would.
0: When's the last time you ran full speed? Yeah, you
1: know, I was thinking about that the other day. I was uh, going for a walk, and I was saying to myself, what would happen to me if I just ran this block <laughs> at full speed? I mean, could I do it? Would I fall over? Would my legs fall off? Um, it, it, it's been a while, but it, it's something that I'm, I'm eager to uncork. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll run a 40 at the Stanford yeah. Pro Day, so, uh, in yeah. March 17.
0: There's no combine. So I think there should be a 49ers media combine. Everybody show up at Stanford stadium with their sweats on and, and run that 40 Rich Eisen style. I think that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be at least, um, an opportunity for a few more articles since you're going to be lacking some content with no combine this February.
1: Yeah, I think we'd have a lot of pulled hammies. Uh, I'm worried about Achilles and in, in that instance, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, you're right. No, uh, no NFL combine. That's a that's a huge deal for an NFL writer. I mean, that that's a lot of stories. You get to talk to Kyle Shanahan. You get to talk to John Lynch. There's all the uh, the angle of who they're going to draft, the prospects that they're looking at. That's going to be gone this year. Um, it does put more emphasis on those pro days, but we don't have a lot of them in the Bay Area. Um, you know, Stanford will have one. Maybe Cal will have one. San Jose sometimes does, sometimes doesn't. San Jose State. Um, so, um, yeah, I, it, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how teams tackle that. I would imagine that it means more trips for uh, John Lynch, for Kyle Shanahan. And Shanahan really is, isn't ever seen at those things. So that would be something new uh something to follow uh but yeah it's uh it's going to be an interesting february um, last year's February had a Super Bowl uh, followed by a combine this year has neither for the forty ers so I we'll have to get really creative of uh, about what we're writing about this month
0: yeah, the combine was sort of the last big event that everyone was able to get together at last year, and if i'm not mistaken, I think at the pro days there's only two or three scouts or, or team personnel that are allowed? Is there enough media even going to be allowed at those things? Could you travel to, say, Alabama to, to see Mac Jones work out or to um, Ohio State, Justin Fields, BYU, you know, South Dakota State, some of the schools that the 49ers might be looking at quarterbacks to get some reporting in there?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. I think it's going to, I don't know whether the NFL is going to have the rules or whether it'll just depend on uh, the university and the state and you know the the locality the the county that that uh, that university is in like you know Stanford is in Santa Clara County Stanford uh, itself is already prickly about media you, they kind of cordon us off um, so it, that's not a great pro day to attend but uh, yeah I wonder if one in Arizona or Texas or uh alabama that would be the big one but um yeah i I, i'm not sure how that's going to work i think it's going to depend on the school but um yeah some of these ought to be like florida's pro day florida just has a ton of prospects um uh, they've got a quarterback they've got a wide receiver they've got a tight end who are really intriguing you can see the 49ers Mm -hmm. drafting any of those guys so uh, if I had to pick one, that that would probably be the one that I would want to go to the most. I think that you'd get the most bang for your buck with a a Florida pro day, and then you maybe combine that with uh, a, another one that's in the uh, vicinity. But that would be that would be an interesting set of stories, like uh, a week's worth of pro days, and you're sort of going from one to the other uh, that, that may be worth the, uh, the effort and, uh, and, and the cost of doing it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I may have to jot this idea down after we get <laughs> off the, the phone together. Cause, uh, that, that, that sounds like a pretty good one.
0: Here we go. I like this idea. You go to the pro days and then working in the physical fitness aspect, you actually run like marathon style from Miami to university <laughs> of Florida pro days.
1: I thought that you were going to say I run the 40 at each, <laughs> oh, at each time, each and then, you then, then I see if my, if my time improves with, with each run of the 40.
0: I'm trying to think if I could even put up 225 one time.
1: I could put up 225 a half a time. I, <laughs> I could get it off the bar and have it crash into yeah, my sternum. I
0: could get it to go down pretty easily. <laughs> Coming back up would be the problem.
1: Yeah, you know, for, yeah, I was thinking today also, you know, you and I are both thinking about the same things, how terrible we are physically, but I was thinking, what would my vert be these days? Oh, like gosh. can I even touch my ceiling anymore? Can I can I touch the door jamb <laughs> things like that? <laughs> I think that of of all the things that they test at the at the combine, that might be the most pathetic. Yeah, that in the physical when they actually kind of look at my joints and And, you know, my hamstrings and stuff like that, those, those would be the two, you know, most shameful things (laughs) about it.
0: The, the doctor's medical would definitely get flagged. You'd have to go back to, to Indy for a checkup for sure.
1: (laughs) Exactly. There'd be red flags everywhere. (laughs) Do you know that you don't have an ACL on your left knee? No, I had no idea. Yeah. Never Never really had to test it out. (laughs) Never needed it actually.
0: Uh, so while we're talking about life on the beat, you spend hours, days on a piece like you have done many times for the athletic. You guys are killing it over there. You have so many different articles, every angle of what's going on with the 49ers potential quarterback situation and outside quarterbacks. And then the day after you post some big article, there's a big trade that blows it up. What's that like for you when you when you're writing about Matthew Stafford and then all of a sudden the shelf life is less than twenty four hours on a on an article you write?
1: Yeah, that's always a big risk. I mean, that's that's sort of something that you worry about when you're doing a big profile piece on on somebody Let's say you're, you're, you do a big profile piece on a running back and you you talk to five people and it takes you a week to write there's always the risk that that guy gets hurt. Um, right, be, right before and it's happened to uh, us a couple of times and, and it's unusable at that point, maybe, maybe you save it until the guy comes back but um, yeah that's that's always a, an issue uh, the Stafford piece actually did pretty well. Um, before you know the, the the trade to to the Rams, so um, you know for us it's all about subscriptions. Can you get a certain number of subscriptions out of a story, and um, and that one did pretty well. So I'm not too um, uh, worried about that one, but uh, yeah, that's always. That's always problematic. Uh, you, you never know what's going to happen to, to kind of scuttle your, your your big story.
0: And everyone should go to theathletic.com right now and, and sign up just for, I mean, it's worth the price of admission just for Matt Barrows alone. And you get all these other great writers, and David Lombardi does a great job on the 49ers as well. You guys do the podcast. There is Ted Wynn doing film breakdowns in the NFL. Uh, every team is covered there. And you don't just get the local, you get everything. You get the national coverage as well at The Athletic. I want to talk about one of those tag team articles you did with Mike Sando coming up on comparing Garoppolo with some other potentially available quarterbacks. Talk drafts and talk more with Matt Barrows coming up. Don't forget to check out the latest new pod from the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On today hosted by Peter Bukowski, going into all the latest around the sporting world, featuring local guests, including myself. I've already been on there a couple times, locked on today, 20-minute episodes, getting you caught up every day, everywhere you find podcasts. Matt, one of your latest at The Athletic, you teamed up with Mike Sando, who is a friend of my other podcast, the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We've talked to Mike Sando numerous times. I love his work. You teamed up with him looking at Stafford versus Garoppolo, but you also looked at Deshaun Watson, and another name popped up in that article quite a few times, and if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't really a planned aspect of that article, Matt Ryan. What are your thoughts on Watson and Ryan and the possibility that the 49ers could swing a a massive deal like like one that it would take to get Deshaun Watson?
1: Yeah, you're right. We went into that story asking different uh, NFL insiders, uh, GMs, offensive coaches, um, head coaches, about... Deshaun Watson and Matthew Stafford, and and Matt Ryan's name came up unprompted, two or three times. Uh, I know that uh, in, in one of my interviews it did, and, and certainly in, in one or two of his, it did as well. Um, and and the connection there is obviously that uh, you know Shanahan has worked with him in the past, so you don't have that. Uh, that one-year Shanahan lag, the, the Shanna lag that you, you might worry about if you brought it, you know, like Stafford coming into this offense. You don't know if he's going to be able to master it in one season. Uh, and In fact, you, you would think that he wouldn't. So there would be some sort of, uh, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be at his peak potential. Uh, in year one in the Shanahan offense, whereas in Matt Ryan, you would expect him to come in and, and know it right away because he ran it for two seasons in Atlanta. So, you know, obviously Atlanta has the fourth pick. Uh, they could go quarterback there. They're sort of in a, a start-over scenario. The, the big issue with Ryan is that the, the, the Falcons have a huge dead cap Situation with him if if he were to be released or traded, and I want to say that the number is forty-three million. I mean, it's a gigantic number, and it seems prohibitive. But you know, you, you thought that the the Jared Goff number was prohibitive too, and he got moved. So you know, with the salary cap, there's always the the possibility that you can manipulate it. You can come to an agreement. I don't know what that is at this point, but um, from a pure you know, what quarterback out there is available who fits the 49ers? Like I said, Ryan's name kept coming up. You know, and, and the, the grand prize of all of this is Deshaun Watson. And, and you wonder, you know, the only way that the 49ers have an advantage there, and, and I think this is significant, it's, it's worth discussing, is that Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause and he can uh, sort of guide it uh, to one or two teams. And you would think that a guy who's on a team right now that's got a dysfunctional front office that's um, you know, a, a, an older team that, that probably needs to start over would be looking to join a team that has a, a good front office, that's got a good vibe in, in the, uh, you know, team-wise, certainly in the locker room. Um, that's got what John Lynch is always talking about, team culture, he's achieved that. He's got a really good team culture right now. That would be something that you would imagine a Deshaun Watson would aspire to. So if he's got a a lot of sway in where he goes and he makes things as – Difficult as he can for the Texans to where they conclude that yeah we need we need to get rid of this guy. I think the 49ers become a legitimate spot. Like they they don't they wouldn't need to have. They certainly would have to throw a lot of draft picks at the Texans, but it might not be as. Um, you know, as grandiose as we think it is that, you know, if, if Watson concludes that, you know, I don't want to go to the Jets, then all of a sudden the Jets, you know, great draft picks aren't as big a uh, an obstacle anymore. Uh, I just think of that it, it, it creates a possibility there with Deshaun Watson, um, him having that no trade clause and, and him having some say on where he ends up.
0: There's another piece on The Athletic where beat writers from different teams, the Jets and and the Dolphins and the 49ers, which uh, was was your uh, trade offer, made trade offers, and then the Texans beat writer sort of swatted away trades and decided which offer he liked the best what you don't have to go into super detail because i want people to go read that at the athletic but uh what what could that offer look like for the 49ers and how much is too much when it comes to deshaun watson and a 25 year old superstar quarterback and we've never really seen a player like that actually hit the trade market before
1: yeah well um the, the the beat writer for the texans didn't really allow me i, I thought it was going to be more of a haggling situation where i i start out low you and then and, and, and yeah I lo- <laughs> you know you, you always want to start out low and then he goes high and then we meet somewhere in the middle but it didn't end up being that way so my offer ended up being lower and um uh, yeah he probably rightly so said that uh uh the texans wouldn't be interested in that um, you know, and, and one of the issues from the Texans point of view with the 49ers is that they've got the, the number 12 pick and some of these other teams have much higher picks, which would allow the Texans to find a replacement in this draft cycle for Deshaun Watson, whereas the, the 12 pick, maybe you get Trey Lance from North Dakota State, maybe he's there, but certainly not uh, a Justin Fields or a Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence, um, they're, they're not going to be around at, at pick number 12. So that, right off the bat, puts the 49ers at an adva- uh, at a disadvantage. I do think, though, that you know uh, when, when you're looking at Deshaun Watson and where his leverage lies, it, it really doesn't come into play, I don't think, until training camp and, and the start of the season. Um, so that's way after the draft anyway. So I, I'm not sure this year's draft picks will – Ultimately, um, come to bear uh, any in in any event. Um, so you know, to me, it seems like September would be the time that something gets done, because then you know Watson is really applying pressure to the Texans. Uh, he's he's holding out; they're having to play games without him. Um, so it it may be that it's not until late summer that um, that he's ultimately moved.
0: That's interesting because Summer could come into play for a lot of these scenarios we're talking about today. For Deshaun Watson, once he you know doesn't show up to training camp, I think things will start to get real if if Houston wants to play hardball and, and Deshaun doesn't waver. And then with Matt Ryan, I think post-June 1st is when you can start to actually make sense of things with the salary cap for Atlanta for them to make a deal. And if they do end up drafting a quarterback number four overall, they're going to want that player to play, whether it's Zach Wilson or... Justin Fields, they're going to want to have that guy on the field at some point, probably his rookie season, and then you are in a lame duck situation with your quarterback and your veteran quarterback in Matt Ryan, who probably won't be happy, a la you know Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and it's a lot easier to trade someone like Matt Ryan than it is Aaron Rodgers, as far as you know the the outlook for your franchise, and and I don't think you know he's at the Hall of Fame level that that Matt or that uh that Aaron Rodgers is, so. If we're into the summer and the 49ers don't take a quarterback at 12, and even if they end up taking a quarterback in the second round or or later in the draft, but they don't take one at 12. They still have Jimmy G. Atlanta takes a quarterback at four, and then Deshaun Watson plays hardball. Could we see that summer trade season ramp up more than, than really we ever see it? And is it too late to add a quarterback once training camp has already started?
1: Yeah, I don't think it would be too late to add Matt Ryan. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think, I think the 49ers would still be interested in, in, both. Um, you know, it, it's, it becomes a, a question of, you know, if, if you added Deshaun Watson after training camp, um, you know, it, do you, do you really have a realistic, uh, sense that he can help you in 2021? I'm not sure the answer for that, and and I'm not not sure whether that would dissuade the 49ers. They they would look at his age and say, okay, this is a guy that we can have for the next 10 years. Um, So it it, it becomes a good question. Does that affect the the trade package? Uh, Does does it lower it knowing that he might not be as effective for that season for you? Um, It's a good question. I mean, it's really unprecedented. I I, I can't think of any other time that a a big-name quarterback has become... Available at that late stage. What do you do with Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. at, at that point? Um, you know, it would be, um, you know, it would be really bad for him because let's say the Forty ers did add uh, a Deshaun Watson in late August, then then you would cut Jimmy Garoppolo, and it's it's a bad signal to. The locker room. This is the guy that went through your whole off season with you. You were you were ready to start the season with him, and at the very last second, you you let him go. So uh, there are a lot of question marks about that. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what the 49ers would do. Like I said, I I think they'd still be very interested in that, just given Deshaun Watson's age and how many more years they could get out of him um i'm not sure that they would they would pull the trigger uh late in the game for a a matt ryan a guy that you're only going to have for a couple more seasons anyway probably just given his age forget what he is 35 36 maybe he's 37 um so uh it's uh it would be uncharted territory but it would be uh it would be interesting
0: I know it feels like it, but it's not only about quarterbacks here on this podcast and for the 49ers during the 2021 offseason. A number of other positions that they need to get squared away. We'll talk about some of those next with Matt Barrows and where they might go with the 12th pick and later selections in the NFL draft. You can be assured that the Super Bowl is well covered when it comes to any number of odds and props and bets that you could make at Bet online. They've got NFL futures, draft futures. Get some action on some of this action. There's only one place that has you covered, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Not only NFL, there's table games. You like to play poker, blackjack, of course NBA, Action now. NHL is happening. I've enjoyed seeing the NHL highlights. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code On to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We've been talking a lot about our friends at rockauto.com. It's gotten me so excited and thinking back about my old car, the 72 Ford Ranchero with the hood scoop looking like a hot rod in the front, but, you know, practical pickup truck in the back. Much to my amazement, they had tons of parts for that old vehicle, the 72 Ranchero. Every different edition of that Ranchero, you could find parts for it at rockauto.com. So whatever you got, new, old, classic car, your daily driving vehicle, they have you covered at rockauto.com for whatever you need. Family-owned for 20 years, helping you buy parts online. Let them know we sent you in the Who Sent You box. Put Locked On in there so they know we sent you to rockauto.com. All the parts your car or truck will ever need. My guest today, Matt Barrows of The Athletic, at Matt Barrows on Twitter. I want to talk about some non-quarterback positions with you, Matt, and I I know quarterback has dominated the conversation in every podcast I do. There's a new rumor and, you know, they're talking about Kirk Cousins now is out there and his name will always be out there. Even if the 49ers traded for Deshaun Watson, I think there'd be a rumor the next offseason about uh, Kirk Cousins and Kyle Shanahan, right? like That's just the way it has to go.
1: Right, yeah, well, uh, Kirk Cousins already beat out De- Deshaun Watson uh, once, really. In That's 2017. true. So, wow, good uh, point. Yeah, you could never, even with Deshaun Watson, you could never really fully kill the, the Kirk Cousins rumors.
0: But the 49ers could just go into this thing and say, we've got Jimmy Garoppolo. Everything else is too expensive or quarterbacks aren't available. We can't upgrade there. Let's go with Jimmy uh, if a quarterback's there at 12, we'll take one. And it turns out, yeah, you know what, there, there's not a quarterback here we like. We're going to go with another position. What position would that be? What are the 49ers looking at in free agency or the draft as their number one need, most likely, if we're fast-forwarding toward April?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's uh, either defensive end or, or cornerback. And uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, one of these guys that I interviewed, who, and we just started talking about the draft a little bit and uh he really likes the the cornerback out of alabama uh patrick sertan juniors patrick sertan too as it were uh but he didn't think that he would be available at pick 12. i mean he liked him enough that he he thought that this guy is a for sure uh top 10 pick maybe a, a top five type of guy that's how good he is but you know if somehow he got to number 12, I think that that would be a good uh, pick for, for the 49ers. And um, Defensive end is, is interesting because there isn't the, the Nick Bosa or the, the Chase Young in this year's draft. It's a good draft for that position, but uh, it's a deep draft, and um, I'm not sure that there's anybody at, at number 12 that you, you would just jump for. Uh, that would be like a, a trade back scenario, I, I would think. That you could get a really good guy, like a, an Aziz Ojolari from from Georgia, um, a uh, Jason Owa from uh, Penn State, like in the in the early 20s, and and you might pick up an, an extra draft pick in the process, an, an extra good draft pick, like a second or a third rounder, uh, by doing that. So those are the two that that jump out to me. This guy Ojolari is really interesting um you know if you moved on from D Ford which i think the 49ers probably will do you would you would want that guy who's got the the great burst off the line of scrimmage who can really kind of create separation and and do the things that that Ford did uh for that 2019 defense spread things out create more rushing lanes for Eric Armstead, for uh Javon Kinlaw uh in the middle that that sort of thing and um Ojulari, I think, kind of gives you a lot of that, and you wouldn't have to play, uh, play him more than I don't know, 50 percent of the snaps. So you're not asking your your rookie to do a lot. He'd uh, have a very singular role, pass rusher, uh, as a rookie, which I, I think you would uh, you would want as well.
0: Yeah, I think this draft is really shaping up well for the 49ers and their defensive needs because they could probably Get an edge rusher. Like you mentioned, they need more of a third down speed type rusher. I think they have their base defensive line pretty well set once Bosa comes back. And they have the beef there. So just some speed off the edge, a third down situational type rusher that they could find maybe on day two second round third round I think that fits their needs perfectly with the strength of this draft because there's a number of guys uh, going all the way down to Quincy Roche could be there in the second round third round maybe Who was at the senior bowl and had a nice week but is a little bit undersized Patrick Jones the same way and, and a number of the guys you mentioned there that could be late first round early second round type of players if they are able to land that corner in round one and and I think that would really a number for the 49ers defense if they tried to just run this thing back and and uh, plug some holes in and do it again with jimmy garoppolo
1: yeah i agree um i think the sweet spot for that that edge rusher and, and, and you know there, there are different types of edge rushers so th- there's some bigger guys who are more every down guys but that that d ford type of guy it's a deep draft there uh, you could get a good guy in the second you could get a good guy in the third fourth, even the fifth, I think uh, will, will have some players. So, um, you know, the, the, I would say the sweet, sweet spot for that position, that particular type of rusher is second, third, fourth. So um, yeah, that, that does work out well for the 49ers. I think cornerback also is really deep. Um, I think uh, offensive tackle is deep this year. And uh, wide, receiver, uh, wide receiver, especially the, the slot type of guy that the, the 49ers could really use. Um, you know, that, that Trent Taylor type, who could also double as a punt returner, um, I, that's deep as well. Again, second, third, fourth round, uh, I think is the sweet spot there. So that's where the 49ers have some picks. Uh, I think they've got three in the fifth. Uh, maybe they pull a couple of those together to, to, to get another fourth or another third or, or something like that. Um, and, uh, th- I think their, 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 their needs are, are well met by the, the depth, uh, where, which positions are, are long in this draft. So I think they've got to be, uh, buoyed by that.
0: Last one, Matt, this is a quick answer. I just want two names from you. Who is QB1 and who is QB2 week one 2021 for the San Francisco 49ers.
1: Let's go with Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance.
0: Oh, okay. I like it. Maybe, maybe, wouldn't
1: pick... that be interesting if, if Lance? I mean, I have no idea, but I would think that of, of those really uh, kind of big arm guys, uh, you know, future, you know, uh, franchise type quarterbacks, that Lance would be the most likely to get to 12 just because he didn't mm-hmm. play very much. Um, and he did play against uh, uh, lower-level competition at, at North Dakota State. Um, you know, I, you, you can see a scenario where the 49ers say, okay, we, we drafted Lance at number 12, but everybody calmed down because, because of uh, his lack of experience. This is Jimmy Garoppolo's team this year. Um, Lance is going to, you know, learn the offense, this, that, and the other. He's very much the, the number two. But it does apply pressure to, to Garoppolo, and the 49ers would have an alternative if Garoppolo doesn't succeed in, in 2020 or 2021. Um, so uh, that would be kind of an interesting scenario. Um, these quarterbacks always end up getting drafted higher than you think they would. So I don't know if he even makes it to 12 to, to make this a, a question, but I think that would be an interesting scenario. It would be a lot like what the 49ers had in, in 2011. When they had Alex Smith and they drafted Colin Kaepernick uh, early in the second round, Kaepernick didn't play at all as a rookie.
0: Trey Lance is somebody that Kyle Shanahan could start to work in and get his feet wet and play together with Garoppolo on some snaps. Uh, And and I think that would be the most interesting way for the 49ers to potentially be the best in the future, not get worse currently, and still try one more time with Jimmy Garoppolo. I love that scenario. From Matt Barrows, the 49ers beat writer for The Athletic. Check it out at theathletic.com. Find Matt at Matt Barrows on Twitter. Always a pleasure, Matt. Thank you so much for your time again today.
1: All right. Anytime, Brian. Talk to you soon. Hit me up at BD Peacock.
0: We'll hit some more mailbag questions for at least one segment tomorrow. All the latest going on with the San Francisco 49ers. Big thanks again to Matt Barrows. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Be back tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers.